0: Morning Hookup, on ESPN Lincoln. Welcome back in the Morning Hookup. The music's playing. Special thanks there to Henry T. Buchanan, Husker legend. Again, like everything, if you missed anything on the show, you can go to the podcast after the show. ESPNLincoln. dot com. Check us out. If you miss anything there, let's bring in our man. Well, West, early morning as always. Marco D'Angelo, wagerTalk. dot com. What's up, Marco?
1: Ah, uh, waiting for the playoffs, guys. We love this time of the year. Coming off uh, uh, anticlimactic uh, <laughs> national championship game uh, with Georgia and. Monday and looking forward to uh, the playoffs with the NFL.
0: How come in all your analytics you didn't tell me that Georgia was going to cover the overs by themselves?
1: Yeah, if you'd have told me before the game that we were going to hold TCU to seven, uh, I would have bet even more than I did on the under. And, uh, oh boy, oh, that was, that was something else. But, uh, hey, you know, everybody's looking at the final result. Let's not forget the body of work of what TCU did this year. And, and I know everybody's screaming. They want the best four teams in there. If you do that, then the little schools never have a chance. And, and why have? You know, why have the system if they don't have a chance to win?
0: Yeah. Uh, did you see, happen to see uh, the coaches' final ballots come out?
1: I did not.
0: So I love the uh, pettiness of some coaches. So Kirby <laughs> Smart put it, uh, obviously, I think the way these polls always go, right? Georgia won, won, TCU two, and then he went on and on. But he put Alabama at six, uh-huh. which is where they were. And right. then Nick Saban says Georgia won, Alabama two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I I was of the I was never of the TCU didn't belong. I was a guy that uh, said that if anybody, I could have flip flopped Alabama and Ohio State. And Ohio State played well. Don't get me wrong, but I thought that the two loss Alabama resume was better than the one loss Ohio State resume. But that's not the way the system works.
0: Hey Mark, I want to ask before we uh, get into the the four games we got the winners that you have given us today. Um, when you have situations, obviously, right now in playoff games, we have major players not playing. You have Tua ruled out, presumably Lamar Jackson ruled out. In your world, and looking at it from all the analytics and all the sites, how how many like how many points does that change those games?
1: Uh, it definitely uh, changes it a, a lot, and especially because we're talking about. We're looking at quarterbacks as far as the Miami area one goes. We're talking about not the second-string quarterback, but the third-string quarterback is going to get the start. Um, with the Baltimore one, you've got Lamar Jackson's situation, which is more than just, I think, the injury here. This is some of the contract creeping in uh, to play in this one as well. Then you've got Huntley, the backup, who's not 100% healthy either. And last week they used uh, Brown at quarterback, and, you know, it just wasn't good. So if you happen to notice when I sent in the games that we're covering today, hmm, guess what, two were not. Yep, <laughs> yep.
0: I just think it's interesting how those lines move based on who, and what position and things like that. The
1: quarterback position is always going to get the most, uh, you know, point value by the bookmakers because they know that, you know, the public's going to react. And the other – Why in the ointment for the Cincinnati Baltimore game is you also had these two teams just played last week, Mm -hmm. so it's an absolute repeat of last week, and you know you saw the line you know open up at seven, you know, and then when as the word comes out starts creeping up, creeping up, and uh, yeah, it makes it tough. It makes it tough, and for the other team, and this is one of the things that you've got to be careful about is. Does Cincinnati get a false sense of security? And, you know, hey, we won last week. You know, it's the same situation. They don't have star quarterback. They could start looking ahead, and uh, when you get that uh, opinion in the back of your mind, hey, we just have to show up and we're going to win, that could be dangerous. And you can see a dog, and Harbaugh's a coach that's always been good as an underdog, uh, but I, this team's got more problems than just injuries.
0: Good stuff, Marco. Let's jump in. Speaking of uh, quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, did I also read about in the AFC, I think Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the playoffs in the AFC, I believe.
1: Yeah, and nice. uh, that you think about that and uh there was just a few years ago we were talking about you know Brady and Mahomes, you know, the the goat passing mm-hmm. the torch to the new goat, you know, whenever New England and uh KC was battling back and forth. This is I think going to be a very entertaining game. These two played earlier in the season and I think you got to totally throw out the first game even though it was a lopsided win. By Jacksonville, a couple things were in play there. It was week three. Neither team was playing as good as they're playing right now. Uh, the Chargers had a ton of injuries early in the season, um, especially on the offensive side of the football. Um, Justin Herbert uh, was injured when they played in this game. If you remember, this was the game immediately following the Thursday night game when the Chargers played their nemesis, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, on that Thursday night game. Uh, it was a war, as it usually is with those two, and then they had to you know, come back and play Jacksonville the following week with a banged-up Justin Herbert, and they had injuries on the offensive line. They didn't have the wide receiver in the game in that one. So... The Chargers really should not even have played Harbert in that game. He had a rib injury, and he just took an absolute beating. And uh, Coach Daly, I've said it numerous times on this show, I am not a fan of his. Um, he does things, and he did it again last week in a meaningless game. He got play, he got a key player hurt that should not even have been on the field. Um, this is a spot this week, though, that I think you're going to see both teams put the football in the air, and they're going to score a lot of points. I have questions on both defenses. Now, I know you looked at last week with Jacksonville and saw that low-scoring game. If you remember, we liked Tennessee in that game. I had you know a pretty good-sized bet on Tennessee in that game because it was going to be a playoff atmosphere. I thought Jacksonville, you know, that was basically a playoff game for both, you know, both quarterbacks that had not played in a playoff game and you saw the tightness. They played not to lose instead of playing to win but having that game under his belt does Trevor Lawrence I think a leg up on Justin Herbert for his first playoff game. I think you'll see Jacksonville play more wide open this week and they will score points knowing they have to trade points with the Chargers where last week against Tennessee they knew that wasn't going to be Tennessee's game plan. I see the Chargers having a lot of success as well. So where am I heading with this one? I'm heading over the total. Uh the total's forty seven and a half. I project fifty-three or more points, and what you're gonna see here, I believe, is the first of many matchups to come in the AFC in the future between these two young gunslingers. It's gonna be a fun game. I'm looking forward to this one to kick off the weekend Saturday night. Next game, Marco. We move to Sunday. We got the Giants heading to my Vikings in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, I, boy, I tell you what, Minnesota. The math guys just love to beat up on this Minnesota team. Why? Well, because they're thirteen and four um, straight up, but they're just seven and nine against the spread. And if you look at their seventeen games this year, they lost the battle of the stats. In the majority of the games, their record should be nowhere near what it is if you do the advanced metrics. The problem is they don't use advanced metrics on the scoreboard. They count what gets in the end zone, and Minnesota's found a way to win. With that said, do I trust Minnesota totally laying points? Not 100%, but I still think they have a couple key edges here. One is Kirk Cousins, whether you like him or not, at least has – playoff experience. Daniel Jones this is gonna be his first uh playoff start. History has shown and that's why um, in the last game I'm not as concerned because both of them were making their official first playoff start. Daniel Jones is making his here and they don't fare well generally in the first playoff spot. They're playing on the road in a dome. Uh, we know the noise factor can be uh, deafening in these situations, and now you make it a playoff atmosphere. Where I'm going to go with this one, though, although I do think Minnesota wins this game, I think the safer bet in this game is to take the over. Uh, and here's why. You look at this Minnesota team, they give up a lot of points, but... They've got a winning record, which means they score a lot of points. Uh, they play in perfect conditions. You're indoors. You don't have to deal with the weather. And they're going to jump on this Giants team. And if you look at the Giants, uh, this is a team that has given up points this year. Now, if you look at the games that they didn't give up points, it was the two against Washington, which was an old-fashioned, uh, you know, defensive uh, divisional game with, you know, both teams having young quarterbacks. And then Indianapolis, they held to 10 points. Okay. Any game that Indianapolis was involved in in somebody's log, I just put a line through it <laughs> this year. Okay. Because they were, they were just trash. You look at the other games, they gave up 31 to Detroit. They gave up 28 to Dallas. Uh, they give up forty-eight to Philadelphia in the first meeting. Last week they held Philly to twenty-two, but once Philly got out to that double-digit lead early, their coach was smart enough to pull the reins in, not get people hurt. Uh, they did what they needed to do to get the home field advantage. I think the Giants defense gives up points, but I do think the Giants are gonna score points. Here's a little stat for you on Minnesota. Over the last three seasons, when they have been a home favorite of seven or less, which is where they are today, how about fourteen and two to the over? Fourteen and two. Um this season, uh in their uh nine home games they had an extra home game this year in their nine home games they went over in seven of the nine i'm taking this one over the forty eight and a half i think they score and because this minnesota defense has been bad they're going to score and they're going to keep scoring they're not going to try to protect the lead because they know from what's happened this year and the games got close at the end, uh, why they don't have that good point spread record, they got to keep their foot on the gas. Take this one over 48 and a half. You can bet it now, guys, because it's only going to continue to go up
0: Good stuff. yeah, forgot that part. Yeah. Uh, this next uh, game, we're going to be out west and a couple of a uh, division opponents that have known and seen each other. You got Seattle sneaking in. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. For getting Seattle in for my fantasy football team, by the way, I have a couple of these guys on it, and then they're going to play Mr. Relevant these days, Brock Purdy in the, in the Niners.
1: Yeah, what a story Brock Purdy's been, and you know, and you can't knock anything he's done. I, the problem I have is I still remember his career at Iowa State. Okay, and this isn't the Brock Purdy that I saw for no. most of his career. Uh, so again, it tells you: uh, is it the quarterback or is it? Kyle Shanahan system. I'm gonna put my money on the system. Okay? Mm -hmm. And as much, uh, accolades that we've bestowed upon Brock Purdy, let's be honest and say what this team is. The MVP of this team is when they made the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Okay? This changed the whole dynamic of this team. They got a actual running back. Okay? Uh, we saw what they did with gimmick last year with Debo Samuel. Okay. Then that was great. And it got them to the NFC Championship game and they were just a play or two away from going to the Super Bowl uh with Jimmy Garoppolo. And instead what happens? They come back this year, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't even win the starting job. They're going with Trey Lance. He gets hurt. They go back to Jimmy G. He takes them on this journey and then he gets hurt. Yeah, they don't miss a beat. In comes Brock Purdy. I looked at the first meeting when Brock Pur- or It was actually the second meeting of the season between these two, but it was Brock Purdy's first road game. It was his second start. They went to Seattle on a Thursday night, and I remember the game well because I was on Seattle. I thought, okay, the rookie got his game against Tampa Bay, the first start. We always ride an injured team in that first start. Now it's the second start. Little false sense of security. Having to go on the road, play a division game on a short week, a Thursday night. All of those things were against them. They still found a way to win 21 to 13. Um, why? Because they've got a great defense. You look at this team, the last ten games of the season, eight of the ten opponents, they held to 17 or fewer points. One of the teams that scored more than 17 was New Year's Day, the Raiders. And uh, two things I'll say about that. That's the week that they pulled the plug on Derek Carr, sent him home. That was a sign that the Raiders had totally given up. It was New Year's Day here in Vegas. So that means that team was here in Vegas on New Year's Eve. You're playing the Raiders, who sent their starting quarterback home on Monday of that week. You're in Vegas over New Year's Eve, and you're playing a football game that you got to just figure, all i got to do is show up and we're going to win. They're playing a quarterback that's making his first NFL start. That's one of the two games they gave up uh, more than 17 points, so I'm totally throwing that game out. This defense will shut down Seattle. Seattle, to be effective, needs to run the football. They ran the football for 133, 198, and 197 in the last three weeks. They're not doing that against this 49er team. And, oh, that Thursday night game uh, on the short week, They ran the football for 70 yards. That's all in that game. If you can't run the football against this 49er defense and you're going to put the ball in the hands of Geno Smith, no thank you. I'm taking the 49ers. I'm laying the points 31-14. to Yeah!
0: Also, if you haven't seen, Derek Carr has pinned his goodbye to Vegas recently on Twitter, by the way.
1: Yeah, that's a foregone conclusion, and it was all the money. It was all about the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If he got hurt in one of those final two games, uh, the Raiders would have been on the hook for forty million um, of that contract. We're talking to Marco D'Angelo. Moving on to the last game, I cannot wait to see which way you go on this one. We got Dallas heading to Tampa. Yeah, which do you, which narrative do you want? Tom Brady, the goat that we've only saw really one time this, this season and that was the Carolina game the game they needed when he finally had a couple long touchdown passes to rally the team or the Tom Brady that we saw all season long then on the flip side do you want to lay points on the road with a Mike McCarthy coach team and do you trust Dak Prescott now last week's game Everybody is making, I think, too much out of the poor performance of Dallas. It was, for all intents and purposes, unless the Eagles found a way to lose as a double-digit favorite against a team that just clinched their playoff spot the week before and had nothing to play for, there was no way Dallas was catching Philadelphia for the division. Uh, So... I think once they saw the score and Philly was up early, that, you know, this team melded in. Was it an ugly performance? Yes, it was. But it was a meaningless game. Um, It was also the second of back-to-back on the road. It was their third road game in four weeks. And if they didn't win the division, it meant they were going to be on the road this week. So, I think Just throw that last game out. I'm looking at a team that prior to that has scored 27, 40, 34, 27, 54, 28, and 40 in their previous games. Tampa Bay cannot score points. Tampa Bay has scored 23 or fewer points in 15 of their 17 games this season. Several of those games, 17 or less. This is not a team that can trade points with Dallas. I think Dallas wins this game. You... They're favored on the road for a reason. I know we've made fun of the uh, both the AFC and NFC South divisions this year, but I think Tom Brady's getting too much respect as people still believe in Tom, and because he did have the one good game against Carolina where he threw for 411 yards, uh, I'm just not sold that this team is ready to do that. And if Tom Brady has to win this game by trying to trade points, he doesn't have enough weapons to do it i don't care how good he is the goat or not he doesn't have the weapons this year to do it dallas is the better team i'm not a fan of mike mccarthy i know make no bones about that but i think he's got too much offense here for tampa bay i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna take dallas they win this one by seven or more go ahead and lay the point points. and uh, you look at this dallas team uh... Prior to that last game, nine straight games where they've scored 27 or more uh, points prior to the last Mm -hmm. one. And in four of those games, they scored 40 or more.
0: Yeah, great stuff, Marco. Hey, um, not a playoff uh, in the playoffs, but your Steelers finished with that winning record.
1: They did. uh, You know, it's a little bit uh, bittersweet to keep that record going for uh Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. and uh they came very close. Uh the path to get to the playoffs this year, you know, they needed a lot of things to happen 2 weeks ago which did and then set them up last week in a very uh doable situation because you know Miami playing a third string quarterback uh starting and at in the Jets, well, what can I say? The Jets are the Jets and uh yeah. they couldn't get it done. But if you would have told me Miami would not have scored a touchdown uh, on Sunday last week, and my Steelers would win. Do you think it'd be in the playoffs? I would have thought my chances were pretty good. Yeah. But it was an ugly, ugly game.
0: Awesome. Well, Marco, man, we appreciate it. I know you get up early and hang out with us. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of winners. There's winners this week.
1: Are there, there's, it's going to be fun. You know, remember, this is a different playoff format than we're accustomed to from, you know, yesteryear uh, because you only have one team getting a buy out of each division, where before we had, you know, two teams doing that. So you're going to get these uh, first-round games where there is a mismatch, you know, in each conference, and are they going to cover those big spreads, and those mismatches also have injuries around them, uh, which is going to make it a little bit uh, tricky as well.
0: Marco, you're the man at WagerTalk.com. You guys need to go. Go get the app, WagerTalk TV, and watch the shows. Bet on it. There's so much. By the way, I have the app, just in case you didn't know. I'm sure Marco knows because he can see all the background <laughs> stuff of who follows his app.
1: It, it's great stuff, guys. And Like I said, you have everything in the palm of your hand, and all of the shows are archived, so anything you miss, you can check it out. And We're not just about football, guys. We've got daily shows for mm-hmm. every sport, hockey, Uh, college basketball nba uh check it all out something uh live every day
0: and even if you're not up and up on the on the sports betting world they have videos that are sports betting 101 on there you can go check out all that stuff
1: they are and uh you guys uh, we know with all of the states that have added um sports betting in the last you know 18 to 24 months there are a lot of new people that don't know what, what they're doing. And we want to help them and educate them, give them their best shot of beating the books. As much as, you know, uh, you know we're friends with the books, but, you know, it's like sitting down at a poker table. When <laughs> the game's on, there's no friends at the poker table. And it's the same way with the books. And, uh, you know, I do shows, uh, you know, here in Vegas, you know, live from some of the sports books. So we're good friends with everybody, but we're there to beat them. And we want to help you do that.
0: I want their money. I <laughs> want their money. So, Marco, you're the mayor. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, guys, let's cash some tickets. Yes, let's sir. Thanks,
0: Marco. Marco D'Angelo, Again, I'd get the app. A lot of videos, a lot of good information on the app. Talk TV. Uh, if you missed anything and you want those picks, you got to go after the show now. And Will Wilson will have it up on the podcast. Lincoln dot com. She's waiting at the door. Coming up, Capping with Coriel.